0: Hey, besties! It's season two! Oh my god, I don't know why I sound like I have so much serotonin coursing through my brain right now, but this is fun. This is exciting. I will give you a warning in advance. I am waiting for my tacos to arrive, so there may be a break in this recording, but we're gonna go with it until my tacos arrive, okay? So, anyways, I just got back from Soul Cycle and I'm gonna go to the gym later. And I have an essay due in two days that I haven't even written the title for. So new season, same old me. The same way it's new year, same me. I don't change, okay? I mean, I do, but I haven't changed in the space of a week. Um, I hope you're all good. I know last week was a two-minute episode. It felt weird. It felt strange. I missed you guys. But we're back. And maybe we're better than ever. I don't know. I've never really understood that phrase. But in that week that I didn't record, I was really thinking to myself and I was thinking about this podcast a lot because I love it. I really do. This is like my pride and joy. It makes me so happy. And it made me realize I need to go back to therapy. And now hear me out. I know that therapy isn't for everybody. I do like advocate for everybody to at least try it. But it's not for everybody and that's okay. Some people really can't talk about their feelings and yes that probably is something they need to talk about but we can see the paradox here. That's a difficult situation. So you know I think everyone should try it but it's not for everybody and for a while I thought it wasn't for me because I just didn't find the right therapist and that's a massive thing with therapy. It won't be productive if you don't have the right therapist and that means you can go through hundreds and thousands of therapists and feel like this isn't working for you but it's all about like the rapport that you build with the therapist because this is someone you have to trust and so I like left therapy a while ago and the reason this podcast made me realize I need to go back into therapy is because I would like think about things to say on the podcast and be like no Mary you can't say that and not that I'm hiding anything from you guys I'm not but some things really are not meant for the world to know you know like I don't know. Not that there's anything scary or bad going on in my brain. Mm. Well, anyways. Yeah. Not that it's like anything scary. It's just some things need to be spoken to a professional rather than like just putting that out into the world. Um, In the same way, like your friends aren't your therapists. You don't tell them everything because some things can trigger people and some things are just a lot for other people to handle. And I... This wasn't the intention of the podcast, like, to make me realise that I need to go back to therapy. But I think I wanted to tell you guys because I want to be as brutally honest as possible. And I come on here and, like, give my advice. And it would be so fake of me to just pretend everything's fine. Um, And I think a big reason for this is because I've been, like, questioning my worth recently. Which... If you've listened to previous episodes, you know that I am on this journey of realizing that I'm the baddest bitch alive, but there are down days, you know, if you've ever listened to this podcast and been like, yes, I'm going to be like Mary, I'm going to realize that I am hot shit and I deserve everything okay, good for you. I'm so proud of you. But there are going to be days where you don't feel like that. And especially in this pandemic where communication has been lacking in most people's lives, you can feel really isolated and you can feel like the people that you thought loved you don't love you. And you know what? Sometimes they won't and that's fine, but it's difficult. And I am very much someone who can just say, if you want to leave my life, I'll hold the door open. But there are certain individuals that I just get so hurt that don't reciprocate the same feeling. Um and because of that, I've just, I don't know, I've been kind of in my feels. I cried about it, which I fucking hate doing. Not that I hate crying, I just hate crying over friendship. Don't know why. That's probably something I should tell my therapist. But um yeah, that I don't know. I've just always kind of had this feeling in me from about seven, eight years ago that I just don't ever want to cry over a friendship. Because, in my opinion, if the friendship was worth me crying over, it was worth me fighting for. And if it's got to the point where I can no longer fight for it, that fucking sucks. I don't want to feel that way. But it happens. It happens sometimes. And my delivery is on the way. See, I can't do anything profound because I just get a fucking delivery. That- Anyways. Um, yeah, and so I... I tend to blame myself when things go wrong in friendships. I tend to always put the pressure on myself and make people seem like they're the perfect person. And like, in a way, just completely take the blame. And I know that I need to stop doing that. And I work really hard to stop myself as soon as my brain goes to that place, because it's not always your fault. People drift away from you. People won't appreciate and respect you the way that you deserve and it fucking sucks and you've got your day to cry over it and then you have to get over it you have to get over it because honestly you can try and try and try with someone but if they don't want to see it you're never going to be appreciated and that is honestly a horrible fucking feeling like giving your all to someone and them not even appreciating it is so fucking annoying and at the end of the day the sad reality of it is is that you can't make someone appreciate you you can't they're gonna want to do it or they won't and some people won't and you just have to take that energy that you were given to them and give it to yourself and realize that you are the baddest bitch alive and you have bad days and you have days where you want to cry over people that don't appreciate you you can do that that's fine but you have to get your shit together and get over it because some people just aren't fucking worth it Some people aren't worth it and some people will lead you on and make you think that they care and gaslight you and make you feel like you're in the wrong, and question how good of a person you are, but just know that if you deep down know that you are doing the best you can, keep fucking going, but give that energy to yourself and other people who appreciate it because, oh, I hate feeling unappreciated. It's just so fucking annoying. Like, just appreciate me. But I'm never gonna beg someone to appreciate me. So with that being said, adios, babe. Holding the door open. Have a nice fucking life. Um also, upon reflection of like season one of this podcast, my most streamed podcast episode is the one about being single. And that's probably the one I get the most messages about as well. And I love that that's the most streamed. I really do because I feel like being single in your twenties or just being single up until like, I don't know, whenever, um, yeah, just being single in general is like looked down upon as if it's some negative thing. And I know for me, at least I felt really alone in that for a while. I really felt like I had to find a boyfriend and I had to like be like all my other friends and be in love. And, you know, I know people who are pregnant, who are traveling the world with their partners, in the middle of a pandemic yeah (laughs) whatever anyways um yeah like people who are doing all these things with their significant others I also know people who have completely pushed me and other people out of their life for their significant others and the fact that there are so many of us who related to what I had to say really warms my heart because we really aren't alone and and things only become normalized when we talk about them and when we have these discussions and so the fact that there were so many people who were like, I didn't know that there were other people like me, just, it kind of, it kind of brought me to tears because I wish I could like message each person that listened to it and said like, oh look, there was this person, this person, like it's not just me and you, there's an abundance of people who felt abnormal because nobody's talking about this, nobody's saying that it's Fine to be single. If anything, it's fucking great being single. Like, I love being single. And I think I will continue to thrive being single until I'm ready and I'm not ready. And I've been having this conversation with people recently. They're like, so, you know, do you want a boyfriend? Do you want a date? I'm like, not really. Like, and then they're like, hmm, why is that? Maybe because my life doesn't revolve around dating. I don't know, plot twist. But yeah, I just wanted to say that if you listened to that episode and you felt like, oh, like a breath of fresh air and you were like, oh, I can see that other people are like me in this situation. Just know there were so many fucking messages where people thought that they were alone. You are never alone. And this is why I encourage every single one of you to just go out and have the uncomfortable conversations, have the conversations about things that people don't talk about because it's a hug to anybody else who needs to hear it. Even though we can't hug in this little pandemic situation. Or can we? What's the rule on that right now? I don't know. But you know, knowing that you're not alone and you're surrounded by people who have been through what you've been through, whether it's something profound like childhood trauma or it's just being single, knowing that you're not the only person is the biggest hug this world can give you. And so yeah, to anyone who listened to that episode, I hope you know that it wasn't just me and you. There's a whole bunch of us walking around single, living our best fucking lives, okay? And we should be allowed to do so. Okay, she's back. She's back. I've had my tacos with my sweet potato. I got it from um, Oaxaca. So good. So fucking good. They do like the best crispy sweet potatoes. Oh, I just love sweet potatoes anyway um oh god that's something that's been happening to me recently i don't know i don't mm, i don't want to blame the gym okay because i'm trying to have a good relationship with the gym again i got myself a membership um you guys know i haven't had a membership in a while and i thought okay let's do this i try and stay off the treadmill because i feel like that's a trigger for me don't know why but i love running so much so that's kind of hard but why are people making noise outside my window I'm being a girl boss, I'm recording my podcast, shut the fuck up. Anyways, um, yeah, I have been running on the treadmill anyway, just like covering up the, um, the numbers that come on the screen by putting my phone over it and watching Grey's Anatomy whilst I run. So that's great. But yeah, I don't know, I think the fact that like the gym tells you like all these stats about what you're doing is like taking my brain to a weird place. And the other day I Googled how many calories were in my food. And I was like, bitch, we are not doing this again. We are not doing this again. Because there's this place in London, right? And it's called Farmer J. They do amazing food. Um, I assume it's like what you would call a healthy restaurant. I don't fucking know. But basically they do this thing called a filled tray. And it's basically like the tray you would get in primary school, where it's got like the sections for the different things. And my go-to order is the chicken with brown rice, sweet potatoes, and a kale and avocado salad, like in the separate, three separate sections. Right. And I know that's very carby, but I don't care because I'm like, well, I work out shit ton. Like I need carbs. Even if I didn't work out shit ton, you still need carbs. You got to stay alive. But the other day I was like, Oh no carbs. And I was like, Oh fucking hell. I'm not going through this again. So yeah, we're working on that. Just a little update another little update that i've been thinking about recently and maybe my ego is just getting a tad too big but i was like i genuinely think like if harry styles wasn't famous i could sleep with him and now listen listen people may think oh shut up mary but ignorance is bliss in my opinion and i have loved that man since one direction okay i have a one direction colgate like toothpaste thing i have a harry styles doll my parents bought me a one direction backpack okay like i was that bitch and you'd think after this many years i would have got over it but i just haven't so yeah i like to believe that uh, i could shoot my shot with him but he does like older women but i could lie i could lie no shade to olivia wilde though she's so cool like she's so fucking great she was one of the first actresses i actually like fell in love with so you know i get it harry i get it i would too you know <laughs> who would say no to olivia wilde it's not it, listen it's not about harry at this point who would say no to olivia wilde she has the sexiest brain ever i don't care like how are you gonna direct book smart but also be 13 from house oh my god go give us everything girl give us absolutely everything but yeah no i still i still like to believe that i could shoot my shot with him I always just think like if I bump into him in Soho House, like, bitch, bitch, I won't know how to behave because my ego, after one picante, not even two, one, I'd be like, hey bestie, when we going out on a date, I'm 42, I know I look young, but I'm 42, nah, anyways, um yeah I was, I was thinking about harry well i am always think about harry styles but i was thinking about harry styles because um i just cannot stop watching his tiny desk it's literally been like a year since it came i think it came out in the first lockdown um and i've literally watched it maybe five times a day every day i just i don't understand how one man is so gorgeous ah! Ah. it's sick it's sick but yeah Anyways, if you didn't know how much I love Harry Styles, now you do. It's a- it's actually embarrassing. Like I can't, I can't watch any of his music videos or anything in front of other people because I just like why do I cry? Like it, woo, embarrassing, but it is what it is. You know, once a Directioner. No, actually, I don't even. I don't even think I was like a proper Directioner because I was like so anti the other boys. Like everyone would be like, "Oh, so and so is my favorite." I was like, "But why is it not Harry?" Like, I just couldn't comprehend. Um, So yeah, when they split up, I wasn't even that sad. I was like, okay, Harry, go get him with the solo career. Let me see what you have to offer. And he had a lot to offer. So I'm not mad about it. Controversial, I know. But I am who I am. I will not apologize. This, I think this is going to be another episode where I literally just, it's word vomit. It's just absolute word vomit pouring out of my brain. Oh, God. Uni's nearly over well this year and I do this every year but this year I'm like okay this might happen so maybe I should stop thinking about it um I'm just like well what if I don't do any of my essays and then they kick me out then it's not my fault you know like I mean no it is my fault but like if they kick me out rather than me dropping out I feel like that's different you know um I have brought it up to my parents a multitude of times within the past couple of weeks I'm like please May I drop out? My mom is actually so for it. God bless. Which is weird. Because I didn't think she would be so okay with it. But she... Honestly, I think she wants me to do it. I don't have a backup plan. So I'm just... I think I'm going to vibe with uni. If something happens whilst I'm at uni, that could potentially set me up for a life career or something. Um, yeah, I'll drop out. I'm not really phased anymore. Degrees are overrated. I literally don't know anyone who's used their degree. It's just like just a piece of paper realistically i can print one and pretend i graduated i don't know i just i can't really imagine myself going back in september october whenever uni starts i just can't see it happening and all my buddies are graduating or have already graduated so i'm like oh fuck it i'll just join you guys well not graduating but like living life i don't know there's an immense amount of pressure right now though to get my shit together because everybody i know is graduating and i'm not um so that's always fun. It's probably contributing to this um worth crisis that I'm having. But I don't know, it's just oh it's just so fucking strange being this age. It's so weird. There's no guide, there's no manual. You just have to vibe, honestly. Yeah. I was also thinking about the fact that I literally don't socialize anymore. It's kind of worrying. Um I mean Anyone that knows me knows that, like, I just hang out with my dad, honestly, all the time. He's, like, my best friend. I don't really care when people are like, oh, you don't see anyone. I'm like, oh, that doesn't click in my brain because, like, me and my dad will just go drinking together or, like, we'll go traveling or we'll go wherever. So I don't really see it in my brain as, like, me not being social. But then I realize, like, I actually live with my dad. So it's not like going out to, so whatever. But I've been thinking about that recently. And... Honestly, I think we just need to accept that some people are antisocial and it's not a bad thing. I don't know why people make it seem like it's such a bad thing. Obviously, if it's starting to affect your mental health, you should like see someone and like try and figure out ways in which you can be more comfortable socializing. Because yes, being social does like help with like mental health and like self-worth and stuff. But also sometimes it doesn't. Like honestly, sometimes I go out and I'm like, this is so draining and I don't, I don't actually have the mental capacity or energy to do this so yeah that's a weird thing that's going on in my brain too I don't know because like I like to think that if someone was like let's go out I'd go to be fair I do I do no when my friends are like let's go do something I'm down even if I don't want to but I just don't think I'm proactive in like making plans it's probably because my fear of rejection i hate when like i say to someone let's do something and then they say yeah and then it never happens i'm just like, oh fuck i should have just never said anything but i don't know i just i'm such a loner honestly i'm such a loner and not in that like weird riverdale way oh i hate that riverdale has literally fucked up everything but wait what does he even say let me google it uh what was it Jughead I haven't watched Riverdale since um like season two season three I don't know oh he says I'm a weirdo um in case you haven't noticed I'm weird I'm a weirdo I don't fit in and I don't want to fit oh shut up Jughead anyways being a weirdo being a loner being a loser whatever like they're all just social constructs just do whatever you need to do like objectively i probably am a loser and a weirdo and a loner but like i like me so it's really not that serious i just think that like you reach an age where you kind of feel um like you're missing out if you don't do those things and like i never want to look back and be like fuck why didn't i just go out or why didn't i just make plans but also like how the fuck do you meet people can we actually talk about this how do you meet people like what how do people have so many friends how does that happen like i genuinely think the only people i know in my life are people i've met from online friendships um like twitter tiktok instagram whatever and then i can't even fucking fit school well university and like two people from sixth form because i don't speak to anybody from my secondary school but that might be it oh and like people from soul cycle but, like, that's it. I mean, what, how do you form like 25 people friendship groups in your 20s? Like, where the fuck are you meeting all these people? Like, genuinely, somebody let me know because I'm so confused. I just, I. Pff, what? Like, oh, whatever. Um, But, like,. I think it's cool to be the person that's like, I'm happy to go out for dinner by myself and happy to go and get lunch by myself. Because honestly, like, that was a massive fear of mine for years. Like, I would always be so scared to go get coffee by myself and go and get, like, lunch or whatever by myself and just sit in public alone. Because there's this weird, like, stigma that if you go and do things by yourself, you're just a loser with no friends and, like, cool. But you're also strong and independent. So I think one outweighs the other here. So, yeah, I don't don't know. Where the fuck do these, like, stigmas and social constructs even like come from i mean yeah society but like why like why is it so fucking strange that especially a woman can go out and take herself out for coffee and dinner like what bitch give me all the spicy margaritas i am buying the two for one cocktails at happy hour for me i want both okay like what's wrong with that anyways (sighs) i've been having a hard time breathing recently. I should probably go get that checked out but I don't want to because I don't like the doctors but oh my god (gasps) this is what I've been wanting to talk about oh my god I paid taxes I fucking paid taxes the other day it was like three weeks ago maybe a month ago I don't know anyways I got a big check you know that sounds like a humble brag it kind of is but that's not my point I got a big check which meant that I had to pay taxes and my national insurance on it and I've never done that before. I've never paid taxes. I've never paid national insurance. I literally got my national insurance in like, I don't know, when you're sixty. Is that when you get your national insurance when you're 16? Whenever I got it. And I was like, okay, I literally don't even know where the piece of paper is. I think my mom has it in a folder somewhere because I would fucking lose it. But I had no idea what a national insurance number was. I was just like, cool. Now the government have a code for me. Like I just didn't know. And The one job that I did have for like literally three months when I was 19, um, definitely wasn't legal. So, I mean, yeah, whatever. (laughs) They paid me cash in hand, so I didn't have to pay national insurance. Um, and so I got this check and then they sent me like the breakdown of my pay And I was like, excuse me, where the fuck is my money gone? Oh, and also they took out um, student finance repayment. I'm still a student. And they took out about £300 for student finance and like £200 for my national insurance. I don't even know how much in taxes. And I was like, why do people get jobs? Like, why do people literally get jobs if you have to pay taxes? I cried. I cried i could not comprehend like i was yelling at my dad i was like i didn't even want to go to uni this is your fault now i have to pay my student finance back and i was so sad and i just like i just don't know how people adult and then see that and continue being an adult like honestly it never been heartbroken before but i feel like this came pretty fucking close like taxes are fucking expensive and my dad was explaining it to me, and he was like, "Yeah, like there are these tax brackets, and when you earn this much, you pay this much, and then it goes up, and then the max is like forty percent or something. I don't know. I kind of blacked out whilst he was talking about it. But what the fuck? That just doesn't feel right. Like what feels illegal but isn't illegal? Paying taxes, honestly. Paying national insurance. Paying back my student finance. I'm vibing. I'm here for a good time. I don't want this kind of stress. But here I am. And you can tell that it stressed me out because I'm still thinking about it. It's been a month and I'm like, that's over £500 of my paycheck that just disappeared. So, um, back to what I was originally talking about going to the doctors. I think I probably should go to the doctors because now I'm paying the NHS. So I would like to get my money's worth. Because I never normally go to the doctors because they never believe me. Which fucking sucks because you would think with my medical history, I'm not lying. Um, when I was younger and like my heart condition was undiagnosed my parents just thought like oh i was just being a dramatic kid which like i was a drama queen so well i still am but you know i understand but my dad was like if she's complaining about her heart why like why does she know where it is like she can't be lying because like what fucking three-year-old knows where their heart is and so they took me to the doctors and they were like no like she's a kid whatever but I used to swim. Like, I've literally been swimming since the fucking womb. Like, my mom put me in swimming classes as soon as I could, like, float. I don't know. Just, like, you know those kids who are just thrown into a pool and then they learn how to swim? Like, that was me. And I swam from, like, the womb to about 17. Like, I just always swam. So I was always in swim practice and... I remember there was this one time and we went to the doctors and they were like, um, well, we can't track it if she's not having an episode. So rush her to A&E if anything happens, which looking back on now, I'm like, that's fucking dumb. I could have had a heart attack and died, but so be it. I went to swim practice and my heart was playing games. So luckily my, um, my pool wasn't too far from, The hospital, so my parents rushed me in, and they caught it, and they were like, "Oh, she wasn't lying." And I remember just thinking, like, "Well, I don't remember thinking this." My parents would tell me, but I was just like, "Why would I lie? Like, who lies about heart condition when they're that young?" So, yeah, you'd think after that incident, doctors would believe me, but no, they don't. I remember another time I went to the doctors, um, because if you don't know, I do have horrible health, but I went to the doctors because I would, I had this thing a few years ago. I don't know if I've spoken about this before, but I had this thing a few years ago where I would wake up in the middle of the night gasping for air and I could not breathe. Like literally could not breathe. No air would pass through my windpipe, my airpipe. I don't know. Like I could breathe out of my nose, but I could not breathe out of my mouth and throat. And first of all, it just started happening like in the middle of the night and it was terrifying because I'd wake up thinking I was dying. But then it started happening at random points in the day. So I got really scared to leave the house in case it happened like whilst I was out and about and I I didn't have anyone there. And then one time it happened um, whilst I was at home, but nobody was home. And my mom literally came home at the perfect moment. I don't know why my first response to not being able to breathe was like, go and put your head over the toilet. I think it's because like um. I was, like, gasping for air so much that it genuinely started to make me feel sick. And then my mom, I could literally hear the keys open in the front door. And she ran upstairs and I literally could not breathe. And she was like, oh, fuck, okay, like, this is an issue. But it stopped after, like, two minutes. Like, every time it would stop. And then there was this one time where it happened and it literally didn't stop. And I was, like, losing colour in my face. It was so terrifying. It was 3 a.m. My dad rushed me to A&E. We got to A&E and there was nothing, like physically wrong with me. Like, my throat was fine. Um, leading up to the AE point, uh, I'd been to doctors about it and they gave me antibiotics. They gave me an asthma pump, but they, they didn't know what it was because there was nothing, there was nothing physically wrong with me. And like, to this day, that incident is not on my medical records because no one fucking believed me, even though I was so, like, I was dying. I was actually dying. And yeah the doctors just didn't fucking believe me they took my blood and they were like nothing's wrong with you i'm like i literally cannot breathe and we now think that i was having very severe anxiety attacks um and we just didn't know because like my anxiety had never expressed itself in that way before but still it's just so fucked up that like doctors just refuse to believe people and another thing like i have cluster headaches like i've had cluster headaches since i was about 13 uh used to be on medication for them refused to take the medication because the side effects were like weight gain and depression and i was like i already have those things like i don't i don't need an extra dose um so yeah i stopped taking the meds for it and then i just like completely changed my diet that's when i went plant-based and it kind of helped but yeah i used to get really bad cluster headaches and me and my mom went to the doctors about my cluster headaches and they were like she just wants time off school i was like bitch are you fucking kidding me like if I really wanted time off school, I would just bunk. Like, both of my parents work. They don't pick up their phone during work hours. Like, they would never fucking know. Even though I didn't. I bunked once, actually. But I got caught. But, like, anyways. Doctors are just so fast to dismiss kids. And also, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about, like, racism in the medical field. And how they feel like black people don't feel pain. Which is really annoying. And I think maybe subconsciously that's why my mom always made my dad take me to doctor's appointments. Because, like, she would if like my dad couldn't go but she'd always be like it would be easier if you went with Keith my dad um and so yeah that fucking sucks but now that i'm seeing big big money leave my my paycheck to go to national insurance which helps the nhs and like taxes and stuff wait does national insurance help the nhs whatever now my paycheck is going towards public services Um, I will be at the doctor's every single day. I remember when I was like a little younger, I didn't understand why my doctor's office was always so packed. Now I get it. If I'm paying that much, yeah, I'm going to the doctor's for a cup of tea. Are you fucking joking? Like, oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm just never gonna get over the fact that like once you become an adult, you actually have to pay for these things. Ignorance was just such a blissful life, being a kid. Even like not paying for transport, like I took that for granted. Ugh what I would do for a free bus again. Damn. This podcast is, like, such a big insight to my brain because there is no rhyme and reason in there. Like, everything just flows randomly and I just say the first thing that comes into my brain. I do need to stop that, though. I do need to stop that. I need to, um, train myself to, like, pause and think before I speak because I really don't think before I speak. Not that I ever say anything bad because I... Also, like incredibly scared of embarrassing myself which is dumb but whatever but yeah i really don't think before i speak and i need to do that because i just say everything in my head and like if that was unnecessary and i'm the type of person who when you well when i say something to someone or like i have a conversation with someone that maybe i'm not that comfortable or close with i will like go over that conversation in my head a million and one times until i've embarrassed myself And embarrassment is a social construct. Like nothing is embarrassing unless you say it's embarrassing. So I need to stop saying that things are embarrassing because they're not. I'm just choosing to be embarrassed. But that's me. Like, I promise you, if we've ever had a conversation, even when you guys come up to me in the streets and you're like, oh, like I follow you on your whatever, I listen to your podcast. I think about that conversation for at least the next two weeks. And I'm like, did I fuck up? Did I say anything bad? Like, because also i have a resting bitch face like i have a real bad resting bitch face and i didn't even realize that until i started going to soul cycle because i would look at myself in the mirror and obviously i'm working out so i'm not gonna be like laughing but i'd look at myself in the mirror and be like why do you look so angry like i just always look so pissed off and i'm not like i'm i mean i'm pissed off a lot but when i'm speaking to people i'm normally not pissed off but i look pissed off and i just like go over it in my head and like when people introduce me to other people i'm like oh my god did i fuck up but like embarrassment doesn't exist. Like it literally doesn't exist. Ugh. Oh my God. Another thing we need to talk about is Doja Cat and Scissor's new song. What's it called? Like Kiss Me More. Oh my God. There's crack in that song. It's so addicting i'm not gonna lie to you i listened to it and i was like the fuck is this and i was really upset because i was like doja cat and scissor and this song's boring but now i can't stop singing it i literally walk around the fucking streets with my mask on and i'm like i feel like fucking something like just that's the most like inappropriate thing to just yell in public randomly or in my house oh my god my mom literally looks me dead in the eyes and she's like you fucking slut i mean she doesn't say that but i know that's the thought process but I just can't stop singing it. And it's because of TikTok. Like, honestly, if there wasn't like a TikTok, like every other video on my For You page with that audio, I probably wouldn't find it as catchy as I do. But it's just that one line. Ah, the power it holds. I feel you, girl. I fucking feel you. But yeah, oh, I don't know. Music's been a bit weird recently, hasn't it? Like I find myself listening to music that i don't really enjoy that much anymore but i like the beat i like the beat (laughs) but yeah like um i went through a drake phase when i was younger uh like i really like old school drake i don't really like his new music that much and now i can't stop listening to over but honestly i think i'm listening to over so much because it kind of relates to my life like not to brag no actually to fucking brag i don't care um but you know the line where it's like I know way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the fuck are y'all? Like literally, yes, yes. Like I know that at the beginning of this podcast, I was talking about like, how do people make friends? Like how do people meet all these people? Yes, that. But at the same time, if you used to be in my life and you're not in it anymore, that like, there's a reason for that. So please don't try to re-enter, especially not when you can see someone doing good and you want to like come and profit off that because that pisses me off and I can read right through it like always i always know that someone has like bad intentions when we haven't had the best past and then suddenly you're doing well and they want to like jump in your dms and be like we should meet up we should do this like shut the fuck up no also like i mean i say this all the time but trust your gut honestly your gut will never lie to you and there's there's about 3 people in my life right now and I re- I'm choosing to ignore my gut. And I know I'm going to regret this and know I'm going to regret choosing to ignore, ignore my gut, but I really want to believe that I'm wrong. I really want to believe that I'm wrong about them. And I just I can't. And I keep trying to be the good person here. I just can't believe that I'm wrong about them, but I'm trying. My brain is at war trying to convince myself of two different possibilities here. I'm like, one, Mary, they either appreciate you and they're just not showing you because they're busy and blah, blah, blah. And then the other part of my brain is like, nobody's ever too busy to show you that they appreciate you. Nobody. Let that be a fucking lesson. Nobody is ever too busy to show you that they love you or that they appreciate you. Honestly, because even in the busiest periods of my life, I have gone to extreme lengths to make sure people feel loved. And so I know it's possible. And I'm talking about like when I was working a fucking job, yeah, <laughs> and doing exams and working out every single day and traveling back and forth between uni and like trying to get my shit together and like being, why do I keep saying unlike? like, but also being probably in the worst physical state my body's been in for a couple years. I was in and out of A&E like all the time. And I still fucking made sure people knew that they were appreciated by me. So nobody's ever too busy, ever. That's the sign. If you think, oh, they're too busy, they're not. They're not. I don't care. Because realistically, yes, we're all adults. Oh, sorry. Let me just readjust myself. Yeah, we're all adults. And people have jobs and people have um, bigger priorities in their life. And they have big things that they need to do. A text takes two seconds. It takes two fucking seconds to text someone being like, hey, I'm busy right now, but I love you. I'll talk to you when I can. And I feel like people really don't realize that. Like they, we're so willing to make excuses for other people. We're so willing to be like, no, they're busy. No, they're not. Take the fucking hint. This is me yelling at myself as well, because honestly this month I've just spread myself so thin trying to be, Unbelievably nice and loving to people who just don't give a shit about me. Um, and so, yeah, if you're in that situation, I'm with you, but we're gonna get through this and we need to start listening to our gut because our gut is always right. And this is coming from a girl with a bad gut, okay? My gut can't digest anything. I'm always in pain, but it's always right. That's, isn't that crazy? Why do people say trust your gut? Like, why your gut? Very interesting to me. Never understood it. Um, anyone who has SIBO is probably like, my gut doesn't like me. So, like, why why your gut? What's the metaphorical, like, meaning behind that? Because it's... Oh, Let me Google what a gut actually is. Science lessons with Mary. Wait, what? Oh, okay. The first thing that comes up is the definition of gut is courage or strength. And then the Cambridge Dictionary definition is the long tube in a person's body or animal through which food moves. So, yeah, we're going with the scientific definition here. If it's a place in which food moves, why do we trust... Do you guys get what I mean? Like like where was the link? Because even I remember when I was like really getting into like health and fitness and food and stuff and I would read all these books which like I I actually don't recommend just listen to your body just eat what you want to eat. But I would read all these books about the gut brain connection and that really is true like that there, there is a direct correlation between the foods that you eat and the amount of serotonin in your brain. Obviously some people are just uh wired differently and don't have the same chemical balances as the majority even though i don't think the majority have a lot of serotonin but let's just go with the science here so um yeah like if you eat clean in quotation marks or you have like a low fodmap diet and all these things like it can it can help produce more serotonin in the brain whatever i know there is a direct correlation but that's in terms of food. Like who came up with the idea that you have to trust your gut when it comes to uh like life choices? And like feeling as if you have a guardian angel in your body. Why is it in your gut? That seems like a gross place. Oh my god, I'm thinking way too much into this. But that seems like a gross place to trust. Like would you ever want to see your gut like on an x-ray or can you even get that on an x-ray? I don't know. But yeah, that seems like a weird thing to be like trust your gut. I'm like I don't even think mine works properly interesting 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 i always wonder where idioms come from like it's raining cats and dogs and stuff like that like who decided it was raining cats and dogs and why cats and dogs why not unicorns and donkeys like i don't get it anyways that's just how my brain works um you can tell that i really used to like creative writing as a kid because honestly what the fuck but yeah also I feel like I've neglected my art recently. And it makes me kind of sad because I haven't written anything in a while. And I really do like writing. Also, I like getting paid for writing because like that's fun. But I've just been so busy. And that's kind of sad. I feel like that's kind of um like something that happens when you grow up and like you get older. And I've spoken about this before, but the idea that if you don't turn your hobbies into careers, you can no longer do them as an adult really upsets me because I feel like I understand that capitalism is a thing and it's a fucking like gray cloud over most people's heads. But I hate that life as an adult doesn't encourage you to do the things that make you feel free and liberated and take you away from the strains of capitalism and like the workforce and stuff like that. I think you have to be given time to prioritize those things, but we don't. And most people who are in like a nine to five or in education or whatever, don't even have enough time to do their work. Like they get two days off on the weekend and they spend their whole life longing for the weekend. And on those two days, they don't even have enough time. Like 48 hours is not enough time to wind down and catch up with people you haven't spoken to in the work week and also invest time in the things that make you happy. And so being an adult kind of comes down to this idea that you have to choose between happiness or money and I'm like the fuck I mean yes money can buy you happiness I will stand by that I fucking hate when people are like money doesn't buy you happiness yeah it does because money could buy me the penthouse apartment I want in New York so you know but in terms of like income or happiness is probably what I should say and that's just so like that's so sad why why does that happen like sometimes I even think back to the sports I did as a kid and I'm like I was always under the impression that you just stopped doing them at 18. And I think everyone's like that. Even most of the dance schools that I grew up going to didn't have classes for anyone over the age of 18. Because you either left and did a degree in, like, a subject that wasn't dance or musical theatre or theatre, whatever. Or you did. And so they just thought, okay, well, if you're going to become a dancer, you're going to go to, like, Erdang or Bird or wherever the brit school whatever your dance school of choice is and then if you're not you just stop dancing which is so sad and i know there are places like studio 338 is it studio 338 or studio 388 i don't know i forget i, I never went because the idea of dancing in front of strangers does actually scare me a bit wait or is that the club which one is it oh my god am i talking about the club i'm so stupid Mm-mm. okay i didn't mean the club does everyone no not everyone's from london ah now i need to find what the name of this dance studio is studio 68 that's it that's it studio 68 oh my god not studio 338 one time i was at studio 338 and i got so fucked up i literally was seeing like triple even double anyways you kind of get to 18 and if you don't make your hobby a career you have to find something else and you can never look back at your hobbies and i like miss dance i miss playing rugby i miss playing rugby a lot rugby gave me a lot of serotonin and it made me feel really fucking powerful and it's probably one of the reasons I am the way I am today I was the only girl on the team and I wasn't treated any differently apart from the times that you guys know I had to pretend I was a boy so I could play other teams but yeah I was always treated as an equal even the time I got winded like which happened multiple times but there was one time where I actually thought I was gonna die um because I'm dramatic but I got winded and everyone was just like get up move on, like, we're doing morning practice, like, get up, and I was, like, okay, okay, I'm fine, I'm fine, and it's, like, sometimes you're in environments where, because you're a girl, they treat you like you're fragile and dainty, and I liked the equality that I had on my rugby team, and I genuinely think that's why a lot of guys find me intimidating, even though I'm not, because I'm fucking shy, but, like, I don't, I don't know, I think it, it kind of put my, my morals and beliefs in a a good progressive perspective early on in life. And like, you know, chivalry is nice and everything, but like, I don't ever want to be treated differently in a situation because I'm a woman. You know, like I hate when people speak to you differently in a a predominantly male environment because you are the only woman there. I'm like, if we're having a conversation, we're having a conversation. Say what you got to say. Speak your fucking shit, okay? And speak it the way you would to a man because I can take it and yeah a bunch of people were like to me oh you're so intimidating no guy's ever gonna fancy you i'm like okay great like i slept with your best friend but sure no guy's ever gonna fancy me (laughs) ah this is why my ego is too big um but yeah and i miss rugby i miss it so much and like i was really fucking good at it and i played at twickenham and i used to train with josh lucy Um, if you don't know who Josh Lucy is, you can Google him, but like, he's an amazing rugby player and like, he genuinely believed in me so much that it changed my life and he would just root for me all the time. And like, I remember when we played at Twickenham and he came with us and I was just like, I want to be like him when I'm older. Um, at that time I definitely thought I was going to play rugby for the rest of my life. So that's why I said that. But even now I just really like respect the equality that I was lucky to experience at my rugby club um I used to play for Millwall Rugby if anyone's interested if anyone wants to sign up for rugby if they're young I think you can play as an adult there but I don't know what the gendered split is now like I haven't played rugby in years but yeah I just like I miss all those things I miss doing what I used to love because I had to grow up like quote unquote, grow up. People always like, just make time. And I'm like, realistically, there just isn't enough time. Like there isn't enough time for me as a student and someone who's like doing my own shit behind the scenes to then go and do all these things. But my point is that I think there should be. I don't think that life should just constrain you to one thing and that one thing is being a slave to capitalism. Like that fucking sucks. And yes, there is a small proportion of people whose capitalistic jobs other things that they want to do so you know that kind of works out well but I think there are a lot of us who would prefer to be doing our hobbies every day even if they didn't get us paid because the feeling is much more better than being paid if that makes sense but like I would want to get fucking paid but you know You can't have it both ways in this world. You can't. But I don't want to say these things in like definitives. Did I just make up a word? Is definitives a word? Oh my God, we're Googling so much shit in this podcast episode. My brain is so dead. Oh my God, it's a real word. Period. Galaxy brain shit. So yeah, I don't want to speak in definitives because I like to believe that this world has potential to change and that one day we can live in a world where capitalism isn't just like the worst thing in the world. But in this current society, like you just, you're just not encouraged to do those things. And I wish people were. I wish we were told, like, find time. Like, that's the thing. Like, time is just such a uh, tricky subject because there's so much of it and then there's none. And you kind of have to find the balance by yourself and prioritize the things that you want to do. But sometimes prioritizing the things that you want to do will lead you to not being able to afford to live. And it's just like, oh, what the fuck? ah being an adult taxes capitalism fuck is this shit i didn't sign up for this september 11th 1998 when i came out of my mother's womb this is not what i signed up for there was no contract nobody asked for my permission just threw me into the world and now i have to pay taxes and get a job no ridiculous ridiculous not me cannot be me i don't mm mm. God, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I am having a, a slight midlife crisis. Also, don't tell me that I'm not having a midlife crisis because if I die at 44, then everyone's going to be pissed that they told me I'm not in a midlife crisis. I like to tell people that all the time. Anyways, um, I don't know how long this has been. Oh my God, I thought my MacBook died again. Oh fuck, I, had, I was recording an episode like three weeks ago and I learnt my lesson. I, I should never fucking edit a podcast three hours before it needs to go out, but my laptop died like it literally died and didn't turn on for about an hour and a half and I cried and I was like Apple isn't open right now like I can't go and buy a new MacBook and Apple have this thing where you can trade in your old MacBook and get like 200 pounds off your new MacBook and up until this moment in my life I've never paid for a laptop like I've been very fortunate for my parents to pay for all the laptops I've had but I I I mean they probably would buy me a new laptop now but I just, I feel bad because they know that I have an income so, you know, it would be rude if I was just like, hey, besties. So you know that time you bought me um, a thousand pound laptop just a few years ago, time for a new one. So I was like, I'll go and get it. And then if I trade it my MacBook, I'd get like 200 pounds off, so it'd be 800 pounds. I was like, that's fine, I can afford that. But then I was like, I don't wanna spend my money on that. Like, it's so weird. Oh fuck, my protein powder just dropped on my foot. Um, it's so weird like having money and like being older because even I mean this is probably gonna make a bunch of people hate me but like I still get pocket money and so even when I have like my pocket money in my bank account I'm like I know it's mine and I know it's there to use but I don't want to spend my own money like there's just something in my brain that just doesn't like the idea doesn't like that concept But I thought my laptop just died whilst I was recording this and I was like fuck I'm gonna have to get a new one. But I do think that's a sign that I need to get one before this laptop completely breaks. But like who said that MacBooks were good? Because like mine's broken like eight times and I've had to get a new one every time and I'm like I thought this was meant to be the superior laptop and it's just not. But it looks nice so I'm never gonna get a different one but yeah I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anyways uh yeah I don't know how long I've been recording this I hope it's long enough sometimes I think I've been talking for so long it's been like 10 minutes but I hope this is a long episode you know first one back of the season oh my god I feel like I didn't go hard enough for the first episode of season two fuck okay next week I'm gonna drink like eight coffees oh my god talking of coffee guys okay you guys know you guys know I always talk about Starbucks on here like always 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 talk about starbucks we have a toxic relationship they followed me on instagram and tiktok how fucking insane like how insane is that i don't care like i was so gassed i was like wait wait i'm the queen of coffee and nobody can tell me anything about it because is starbucks following you i don't think so not you guys just just people that try and comment on my TikToks. like you don't own coffee bitch. i do i do okay so yeah that also inflated my ego uh i did cry i did cry not like emotional tears of like joy i just cried because i was like this is weird this is strange but this is cool but yeah um oh let me give you an update on how the rest of my week's gonna go so today's tuesday the 27th of april um Tomorrow I have a soul cycle class. Duh. I go to soul cycle every day, so I really don't need to update you guys on that. But like, uh yeah, I have soul cycle this week, and then I'm gonna go and visit my friend in Leicester. So I will be out of London for two days, and then and then I'm coming back and doing two soul cycle classes. Uh, then it's a bank holiday, so actually I don't know if my parents will be home. Ah, whatever. Um, and then I'm going to Birmingham the week after. Yeah, for a girl that like disses the Midlands a lot, I'm there a shit ton. So that's not, yeah, I should probably stop doing that. But it's my dad's birthday next week, and travel to Birmingham's really cheap. And we like going to Birmingham because the alcohol's really cheap. So we're going there. Also, he grew up in Birmingham, so that's like cool. To be fair, like, I'm so jealous of my dad's childhood because he grew up everywhere, like, let me just give you guys a little rundown on, on my, on my dad, on Papa Keith, as I like to call him, um, he, I don't, actually, I don't want to expose his whole fucking life, but he grew up in the Bahamas, basically, back and forth, whilst he was in acting school, and then he, like, also grew up in Birmingham, and then he grew up in Cornwall, and then he moved to London, and he's lived here ever since, and I'm like, Ugh, I've only ever lived in this damn house my whole life. I want to do that. I want. wanna Why couldn't I live in the Bahamas, dad? But then sometimes I do think, if only my dad didn't quit acting, I could have been a nepotism baby. Like, do you guys know how mad that makes me? Every time I think about that, every time I look at my dad's IMDb, I'm like, so close, Keith. We were so close. I could have been a nepotism baby. I would have never had to work a day in my life. I could have been the Dakota Johnson of the UK. But no. You decided you were better than that. you decided you were better than being an actor and you gave up on being a child actor. And so here we are and now I'm in law school. see see how life can pan out very differently. Just one small thing. what's that called the butterfly effect? Just one small thing changes the narrative. I could have been living a bliss life right now. Anyways, someone's coming to my house later on to um, change my windows. Which is such a strange concept. But if you don't know, London is al fresco right now. And my room is getting a lot of fucking noise. Also, I think I've... Actually, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with my windows, to be fair. I know something's wrong, but I don't know what it is. But yeah, people are coming to my house later to do that. Which is why I had to record this so early on. Uh, But I'm going to run away to the gym when they arrive. Because what the fuck? I like to chill in my room in my underwear. Like, I'm not going to do that whilst there are men in my room fixing a window that wasn't me being sexist there are men they came last week I'm sure women fix windows as well but the guys come to my house are men um but yeah oh my god it feels great to be back it feels great to be recording it's been a week and I was like I don't have a purpose but we're back we're booming I'll see you guys next week no I won't you'd think season two should stop saying I'll see you guys next week I'll talk to you guys next week uh remember to listen to your guts, even if you got gut issues. Listen to the little guardian angel in the middle of your digestive problems. And you got this, you'll get through life. Also have a great bank holiday. Ah, oh, yes. Drink all the drinks. I will be at cycle but like you guys drink all the drinks. And enjoy the sun. It's out. Don't enjoy the sun if you're still in lockdown. Maybe go to your garden, but let's not break any lockdown rules because life is looking it's looking good right now. It's looking like things are changing but it will only stay that way if we, if we behave. So follow your country's lockdown restrictions. But if you can go out, go out. It's really pretty outside. So go get that vitamin D. Love your besties.